0: Good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon. My name is Matt Chivenisi, MoneyLab.co. Welcome to MoneyLab Live. We got the card. We're doing it live today. How is everyone out there? If you're listening to the podcast in the future, welcome as well. But this is most mostly for the people that are watching live. How are you? Hope you can hear me. Hope everything is great. Um, I have three bits of information that I want to get to today um could be a dense could be a dense show we'll see um, April 21st 2021 I think I mentioned that if I haven't that's what the day is uh, I want to thank everybody for joining me today who's out there say hello if you can we have Boz we have Diego we have Caitlin so far um, and so uh, what I want to do is talk about two different things Garrett is here what's up garrett um, two different things today. Writing tools, which we're going to do first. That's this card. Writing tools. Everyone loves a writing tool. And then we have writing tips. little tip. A couple tips. A bunch of tips on the card. Uh, we'll do that. And then I got some show notes to do. Got some show notes for you out there. I know everyone loves the show notes. That's what everybody's been saying. Um, we love when you just promote your own shit. We love that, <laughs> but uh, that's what we do. Uh, tuning in from South Oregon. Did you say Oregon? You say Oregon? Do you say That's the only two ways I know how to say it. Um, welcome to the show. so let's 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 dive in and talk about some writing tools. I know um, You know, and also, by the way, before we get started, if you have any sort of questions about online writing, um, I'll kind of go into my backstory a little bit. So I'm not sitting here like, who's this guy? He's telling us to write. Chanel is here. Thank you, Chanel. Um, And so, uh, first of all, um, if you have any questions, again, please feel free to send them in the chat. I will be answering them as we go um, based on all the things that we're going to talk about today. And... Uh, A little bit about me just real quick and about my writing history. Not about me. You guys know about me. I don't need to go into all that. Um, But uh, I failed every single English class in high school. (laughs) That doesn't qualify me yet. Um, I ended up going to a county college uh, after high school. I did graduate high school. Um, Proud of it. By the skin of my teeth. And got to uh, college. I went to my famous quip, my famous... um, anecdote or saying is that I went to college two weeks twice, meaning uh, the first time I went to college, I went for two weeks and I got into a fight with an English teacher, which is why I dropped out. And the fight was all about a how-to article, which ironically is what I do for an absolute living nowadays. But uh, the idea and the story is um, I was sort of a clown, not afraid to admit it, a little bit of a clown, a little bit of a ham, as my grandmother would say. And I ended up going to, we had this English class. It was English composition. So not creative writing, just English comp. Um, very, very dumb kid. I was a very dumb kid. Uh, and I, again, failed every single English class in high school. And so when I got to this class, we had to write a journal every day. Um, and, and we could share that with the class. And so uh, my class was at 9 o'clock in the morning. And so I would journal. So I think people would journal about the night before because what's, you know, and I would always journal about my morning, which was all fake and more creative. And I would always stand up and read it um, every single day. And everyone in the class liked it. Teacher did not like it. And so uh, I didn't really do too well in that class for the few assignments that I did have. But we did have a how-to article that we had to write, and we had to pick topics based on what um, she wanted us to do, and so I picked how to set up a date, was the, you know, a date between two consenting adults, and I did that. And what happened was uh, I decided to hire my friend who is an English major, who was very good at this because I couldn't fail the bit that I was gonna do, which was get it professionally written, pass the English comp part of of the actual assignment, and then switch everything from Uh, How to set up a date with a female to how to set up a date with Fidel Castro. Thought it was funny at the time, teacher did not. Got yelled at after class and I quit because I knew it wasn't for me. Uh, Flash forward many years later, I started swimuniversity.com and had to write articles because that's what you do to make money online. You have to write, you have to know how to write. And so uh, I was very, very poor. I was very bad at it. In fact, I should have brought it out. um, right before that, I would write on there was a there was a website back in the day called MySpace. If you remember MySpace, Tom was my only friend, and I had this uh, this blog that I would write every single day while I was at work. Don't tell the boss. But I was writing these, uh, um, what do they call it? Just like when you just free speak, like free writing, free writing, free association, just kind of like um, a stream of consciousness writing, and. I would basically just write that, and my friend who was the English major who helped me with that assignment back in community college um, thought my writing was absolutely terrible. He was not incorrect about that. And so for Christmas one year, I took three years of my blog, packaged it into a physical hardcover book, and gave it to him and said, Merry Christmas, bitch. Now you have my, my book on your coffee table. Um, I have a copy of that book. There's only two copies that are out there. It's called Collections, A Collection of Stories from a Broken Heart or something, something, some emo bullshit. Anyway, um, so I started SwimUniversity.com, had to learn how to write. And so uh, for the past, I don't know, how long has it been, 15 years, I've been studying writing, mostly uh, in the SEO space, um, sales copywriting, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm going to share with you And and I don't know if you've read, if you've read moneylab.co, I have a hard time saying this out loud, but people tell me that my writing is good, maybe better than good, which is, which is flattering. Because I, again, this is, I am very insecure about my writing, um, but I do spend a lot of time with it. I do try to, and it doesn't matter. Like yesterday, I wrote a blog post for some university. I spent pretty much all day on it. You know, it's like, that was my entire day is, is that. And even with emails, when I write emails now, I am, I am very sort of sitting there crafting every single word, making sure every single word that I put in there has a meaning and a purpose. And if it doesn't, I nix it. So that's what we're gonna talk about in writing tips. But first everybody, they, I wanna know the tools. I wanna know the tools that you use to write. And I have only a handful. Maybe not even a handful, because I believe too many tools is a productivity killer. And I was actually gonna tweet this today um, that the best way to kill productivity is to learn how to increase productivity because there's a million tools out there to use. Um, pick one, use it. Anyway, let's get to the screen. This is the first tool that I highly recommend. as the first tool that I started using to write. Started using to write. I started to use to write and it's called Hemingway. You can get it at Hemingwayapp.com and it's completely free. There is a paid version, which I did own, but it was no different than the free version. And I should probably zoom into this a little bit just so you can see what the deal is. Um, but basically, if we, if we scroll over here, um, we have on the side here, basically just teaches you kind of how to write like Hemingway. And um, I've personally only read one Hemingway book. That was The Old Man in the Sea. It's fine. I'm going to watch that documentary by Ken Burns, though. I am fascinated by him. Um, But basically, this is what taught me to write concise and short. Um, There's another there was a book that I read called Getting Real by the um, 37 Signals Base Camp people. They also wrote a book called Rework. I've read both of those books. Um, those are, you know, much more technical, but I think why I like those books so much is that they're really, really dense with information and not a lot of prose. And when I read getting real for the first time, I thought, um, this is very easy to, why am I, why am I blowing through this book? I think I mentioned this on the last show. It's like, why am I having such an easy time reading this? Now I'm not, a good reader by any means, I'm, I'm, I'm this, I'm grade six readability, if not lower. Um, you throw too much prose in there and, and too much flowery language. I'm like, okay, somebody went to high school and college and learned this, not me. Um, so I just find it much easier and, and especially for online writing, I find it um, a lot easier. And even like, you I mean, you're not just writing for the human beings, you're writing for the robots. So, you know, I think it's it's better to have a lower grade. And again, you know, it's America. So we have this app again, 100% free. And it basically just forces you by, uh, you know, you can, you know, I can show you right here. So we can start, we can start writing a sentence. You gotta learn how to type. You <laughs> can start writing a sentence and see how this looks on the screen. You can see like the readability is changing. The words are changing. It looks pretty good. I love this. It's like, okay, basically I wrote a decent few sentences, not the most compelling sentences, but here we are. Um, but basically it just helps you make your uh, your writing, you know, it, it, it removes uh, passive voice it it tells you when you have a hard to read sentence. It highlights it in these different colors. Um, it you know. What else does it do? It does a bunch of different stuff. It's fine and it's a good app. What I wouldn't do though is I wouldn't copy and paste this into WordPress because uh, it comes with a lot of extra HTML that you really don't need um, and that it just clutters up your HTML. And um, I'll get into how I do that as well. So uh, this is an app that I no longer use, but this is the app that I started on and it really helped me to become a better writer. It forced me to think about writing a little bit differently as opposed to like, you know, adding a lot of commas and having a lot of run on sentences, Um, just being more confident with ending my sentences and being really, really punchy, but also thinking about it like musicalically, 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 I don't know thinking it like a beat or a flow like you want things to move along and i just constantly reread my stuff and i constantly edit my stuff again me just writing those few sentences on the screen is actually the part that i hate the most i hate getting the idea out because it's just i'm just clunkier you know but because and i we talked about this on twitter earlier because i think i never i didn't really have a formal education in english i've always just write how i how i naturally talk because I don't know how to write well, you know, in that, or in like, I guess the classic um, writer sense. And so I just get my ideas out on paper, or in this case, a television screen. A television screen. What am I, 58? Um, And then I basically, oh, yeah. Thank you, Garrett. It's, yes. Musicalic, quick, quick, quickly. Thank you. I appreciate that. That was a, -a 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 I knew that word was longer. I knew it was longer. But yeah, Sean, I see that uh, you you Yeah, you can you can copy and paste into WordPress, but you have to use the the code editor as a par as, as opposed to the visual editor, um, which is what I was going to actually show later. You ruined it, Sean. You ruined the big surprise. That wasn't really a surprise at all. So anyway, um, so Hemingway was, again, the early version of what I what I used and it made me a better writer. Fast forward. Yes, leave Grammarly. Grammarly is the new one for me. Um, I know people have some issues with Grammarly. I think there's some controversy about how they save all your stuff, Um, you know, privacy stuff, whatever. I don't really care, to be honest with you, about privacy stuff. Um, If you want to peek into my window while I'm changing, that's your problem. I'll, I'll be okay. And I know that's not the same thing. It's just a funnier way of saying it. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, this is basically the new Hemingway for me. Um, it doesn't have the, it doesn't force me to write shorter sentences. Um, but it does, you know, I I like it because it is a, um, a Google, uh, yeah, a Chrome plugin or a Chrome extension. And so wherever I'm writing, it can, it helps me just like fix my, you know, spelling mistakes which I make a million of because again, not a smart person. Um, and <laughs> not classically, I guess. Uh, and it fixes my grammar for me as much as it possibly can. And it doesn't, again, doesn't make me write short sentences because it's not it doesn't do that, but it is a really nice writing app. And this is something new for me, because normally I would just use it as the plugin. You know, it, it comes with Chrome. So I would just, you know, if I'm writing a tweet or I'm writing uh, in Google Drive, which is sometimes I do a lot. Um, You know, it doesn't work in native apps, like I use Apple Notes a lot, but basically um, I, you know, I, for me, yeah, I just want to have a nice, nice writing experience, and I was having trouble because, then this, again, why I started using Grammarly, the actual app as opposed to the, just the, you know, the plugin. Is the plugin doesn't really work all that well, especially in Active Campaign. I've had so many issues, uh, even the other day, where I was writing an email in Active Campaign and I decided to fix a word with the Grammarly thing and it just erased all of my content. Um, I know, like, people who write on, I know I, I normally, and I'm going to be honest with you, I write my, you know, the Money Lab blog post, I write it in WordPress. I know people are like, oh, "I don't know, like, you know, it's kind of like unsafe." Yeah, I I I like to live on the edge. You know, so I yeah, I write my blog post in WordPress. Um, for Money Lab, and the reason I do that is because I'm sort of building, you know, when I write my Money Lab post, usually I'm building on an idea as opposed to like I'm not writing one piece and then publishing it. I'm publishing the same piece and adding to it over time. Um, so that's why I just find it easier to do it there instead of having to manage two different documents. And so, uh, but now when I write emails for, you know, any, any of my businesses, um, and when I write blog posts for some university, I write it in Grammarly because, uh, it's, it's really nice. And I'm going to show you real quick. Um, but before we get to that, Garrett, I need you to explain to me in very few words, you know, what, what's this Grammarly issue? Um, because Garrett just said, I'm very serious about privacy stuff and I still use Grammarly. I just don't put anything in there. I would want private. And that's the thing. Like I, yes, I, I get, you know, not putting, I don't write, what is my my life's an open book. I don't have anything all that private. And again, if somebody wants to look at my private journal, um, that's up, that's on them. They're going to learn absolutely nothing and they're gonna be very sad at the end of reading it. Uh, like, hmm, boy, this guy's life, no thanks. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, this is something that I did. Uh, well, let me show you a, a few things. So one, um, I did uh, an email. So right here, this is an email that I wrote for Brew Cabin. And what I like about this, is it's actually a pretty nice app. Um, like just how it looks and how you write in it. I mean, I think this, it just looks nice. Um, and what's cool is you can set goals so I can pull this up and say, okay, I, you know, my audience for brew cabin is very knowledgeable when it comes to home brewing. I'm not talking to a bunch of noobs. Like if I, like I would be over at some university, I'm talking to, you know, the general public people who just own swimming pools or we're not experts in the pool industry. Um, and so I always keep it informal. That's how I am as a person. I think that's how everybody wants to, you know, I don't, I don't need, I don't write like a professional. I write like a human being. Um, and then, which is cool. I I do, um, it has, I put, uh, you can set email as your, um, domain and it says it applies almost all the rules plus email writing conventions. I don't really know what those are, but if it helps, great. And then tone is usually friendly. You know, sometimes if I'm doing sales, I'll write confident. That's a good one. Um, and then for intent, uh, if I'm doing just, a, you know, this is just like a, um, this was an email where I'm just teaching people different forced carbonation methods for homebrew. And so I just, my intent, which I think you can see, yeah, is inform. If I was writing sales copy, I'd switch this over to convince or tell a, tell a story. Um and so what's cool about it is like, yeah, this is, you know, right here you can see this. It says it's an unclear, I don't even know how to say that word, but it's unclear to what this refers to. And so, you know, in this case, I might sit, th- sit here and restructure the sentence, or I may, you know, just add the word that I'm actually, you know, talking about. Um, you know, like this method, you could say, like this method, let's see is the best way to force carbonate a beer in my opinion. So there you go. And now I have a great job, great performance, see um, performance. So let's see, uh, you know, you can see how many characters, how many words, sentences, reading time, which is, that's awesome. I didn't even know that was there. Reading time, if you um, put that in your blog post at the very top, that, that's great. Speaking time, that's great for, uh, speaking time is great for video scripting or audios, you know if you're doing a podcast. Um yeah, that's really great. Unique words, rare words. Wow. Word length. Cool. I didn't even know <laughs> I didn't even know that was there. I'm going to look at that from now on. But yeah, so I write all of this. Now, I did some um and I'm I'm going to, you know, this is sort of like a writing tip, I guess, but um yeah. I did some formatting here. You know, you can see this is a h2 cuz you can do Format You can do bold, italics, underlining, all that stuff, uh, bullets, what have you. Uh, you can even add links. The problem though with that is because if this is going into ActiveCampaign as an email, totally great. It works well and it, and it transfers over very, very well, even the links. If I'm moving this over to WordPress, not so much. Um, so let's, you know, let me just show you what that looks like real quick. We'll log into uh, Money Lab real quick. And yeah, I'll, I'll just show you what it does because I've gotten burned by this so many times. Um, let's just go into a random post or let's, I guess, yeah, let's just go to an old one. Yeah, this is fine. Um, so you, I could just select this paragraph right here and we'll copy that and move it over. I don't know why I said copy like that. Um, and so what I'm gonna do is put it right at the top, boom. And so, It looks good, but when you go to text, oh, shit, it worked. Wait, did that just work? Did they remove stuff? Let me try this. Try this whole paragraph because that would be awesome. (laughs) That would be awesome. I mean, I literally did it. All right, so that adds that. Okay, here we go. So, uh it adds this span data preserver spaces equals true around everything so you could either go through and you know remove that manually i you know for me it's just like i'd rather just delete it and put it here in text and then unfortunately you have to go back to here and now we have to kind of do the formatting where it's like all right let's let's you know add make sure that's an h2 and you know, but that's okay. I, you know, for this, I don't really mind. Um, you know, it's, it's completely fine. And again, for email, it works really, really well. And, you know, when we, let's go back to my Grammarly and, and what's also cool about this too, is you can set rules for yourself. Um, and I don't know where you do that. My account, I guess. Uh, you can also create, you know, if you buy the business package, which I'm kind of thinking about because it does ha- – you can, like, set um, specific rules, which I think is cool for, like, your entire business. So, like, m- you know, Swim University may have a different set of rules when it comes to writing as Money Lab, as Brew Cabin, whatever. And so, yeah, I have this personal dictionary of things that I write. Like, I write the word no follow a lot, and it doesn't understand that, but that's a thing. Um, I write the word gizmo because that's a thing in pools. Uh, you can set the language, so I write in American English. Um, oh, they have fluency assistance. That's pretty cool. My primary language is English, and then suggestions. So, yeah, I want passive voice on vocabulary. Um, word variety is off because I found that really annoying. I choose my words. I know what I'm. I know what I'm talking about. Um, there's also, uh, I don't know where it is. So, yeah, for Grammarly business, you can have a style guide, which is pretty cool. Um, But you can set whether you use an Oxford comma or not, which I do. I like the Oxford comma personally. That might cause a debate in the chat. I'm sorry. Actually, let's cause a debate in the chat. Who gives a fuck about an Oxford comma in the chat? Let me know. Um, So let me go back here through the chat and just talk, talk a little bit about Grammarly before we move on to the next tool. Um, so apparently, yeah, there was a, Grammarly had a bug in the browser extension and ended up logging a lot more keystrokes than just your blog posts. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, what are you going to (laughs) do? I mean, again, I don't, I don't know what they can do with that data or if it hurts or helps me. Like, you know, um, there was an app that came out and this is totally off topic and random. I think it was called unroll me, which was really like, I'm very uh, protective of my inbox and I don't like a lot of new, I don't subscribe to very many newsletters. And so this was like, Oh, if you're just one of those people that like subscribes to a bunch of stuff or you get a lot of spam and you know, your, your inbox is out of control. You could, you know, go to unroll me, you know, enter your email address and it'll like automatically unsubscribe you from a lot of things. Uh, Unfortunately that company I think ended up, Selling your email address to other companies to how and how it was like sort of making money because I think it was free at the time. And like that's the kind of like dark shit that I obviously like. Thankfully, thankfully I never used it. Um, but yeah, it looks like everybody. Uh, you know, we have, you know, Garrett, Justin, Oxford comma Gang for life. OK, Don the Idea Guy, Oxford commas for the win, Jack. Oxford comma baby yeah Oxford comma baby I love it Chanel Oxford comma always okay so I'm not alone I thought I was alone you know vampire weekend things we don't need them and I bet you they're like english you know new england english proper people uh that's just an, that's an assumption based on their lyrics I don't know uh if they're writing songs about the fucking oxford comma I mean come on so anyway we're going to move on I recommend Grammarly. I like it. I know some. Pe- I know there's some writers out there that don't like it, for their reasons. It makes me a better writer. I need, I need some crutches when I write. I am not perfect. Um, you know. In fact, and this is a little uh um to myself. I you know I made a rap album a few years ago, called Entrepreneur. And I did it as a Money Lab, stunt, marketing stunt. And I am I just I spell the word entrepreneur wrong. I constantly do. I still do it to this day. I don't at the very end, the newer part is that the u before the e there's is there's is there no like i before e except after C rule that I can remember to always remember if the u becomes before the e. I just never remember it. I always put whatever it is. so, and I write the word entrepreneur" a lot. So my album is called Entrepreneur and i wanted to i'm an i'm an imperfect entrepreneur i think I've, i think that it's clear from just watching this and hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth uh and so the 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 word entrepreneur on the album is purposefully spelled wrong and underneath it is this little jagged red line which was to symbolize little jagged red line when you would write a word document or I think if Microsoft invented the dotted line or whatever it is, and it would like, you know, tell you whether a word is spelled wrong. No one understood that. And in hindsight, I would have spelled the word correctly. So, you know, here I am. Grammarly. I like it. I want to talk about this. This is the new hot game in town. Now, um, I am an affiliate you can guess what that is. I'm not, I'm not trying to promote this thing, but here's what I'll say to, about it. This is called conversion.ai. It is, uh, I, 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 you know, miles was recommending it. WP Eagle was recommending it. And then they had this like whole promotion where, you know, for hundred bucks a month, you can get unlimited amount of credits and, and use their new long form assistant writer. Uh, what it is, is AI helps you write. <clears throat> now, Normally I would be like, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm a writer and I like, you know, I'm a creative writer. Uh, but one of my weaknesses is sales copy. I am, um, I don't write that way. I'm not trying to persuade. I'm trying to entertain, which is probably a good way to do sales copy. Um, and it is, and I do, but I, but I'm, I have a hard time breaking past the, like, the, I'm not a closer. I'm a great opener. Not a good closer. And I, you know, watched a video that Miles put out about, Miles Beckler, by the way, he's, his YouTube channel is very good if you're interested in entrepreneurship. Um, WP Eagle also, another YouTube channel. Uh, I watched him write, you know, you know, use Conversion AI to write some sales copy using this AIDA framework, which is Attention, Interest, Desire, and Action. Um, I was like, okay, you know, you look at it, you watch somebody do it. It's like, cool, whatever. When you put your own shit in there for your own product, no matter what it is, I, it was so impressed. I was so blown away. I was verbally sitting at my laptop, uh, on my couch and I had just bought it and I threw something like this in the air. here's my, you know, pool care video course. And I basically just stuck a bunch of random shit. You don't like, you tell it, you know, your company name. So I'm guessing, or your company name or your product name. So I'm guessing it does a little bit of like, I think it uses, uh, and I talked about this before, um, I think it uses Google's like machine learning AI, you know, system as its back end. And I'm, I'm not sure about that, but I have a feeling it does. And, so it's it's got the knowledge of the internet. It knows what's out there. What's cool about this is you can just start I can, you know, as a person who doesn't think in terms of like how I'm going to sell. You know what I mean? Um it's I just can I can write about things very simply. It's like okay, I have this product it's called the pool care video course. Um you know, I just kind of write ge- generic things. Like I could say um, it helps you take care of your pool, you know, I'll just I'll do it right now. It you know helps you take care of your pool, uh, pool chemistry, you know, pool, and I'm just writing random shit. pool maintenance, water balance, you know, uh, getting rid of algae and cloudy water. and again, you could just be really sort of you're not writing anything you're just i'm just saying what it is you know uh over 30 video lessons and it is always updated and includes a pdf called the pool care handbook okay uh tone of voice you can literally it has to be one word but you could set any word you know, so I could say funny, I could say helpful, I can say confident, right? Is that how you spell it? Confident, sounding your words out. And then I can generate outputs. I'm going to generate three different outputs. And I can just do this all day. Now, all this really does, it's not writing anything for me. Well, it is writing things for me, obviously. But it's, its this gets me over that writer's Block, spe- and I, I really only I don't use this for writing like helpful content because I have tried to write helpful content with this, and it's not. I mean, like especially the stuff I'm writing about, which is very technical. Like, it doesn't really get the technical information correctly, so I would not rely on it for that. But I really like it to kind of get me started. You know, if I'm writing it, like I wrote an article about, um, and I'll show you how it works. It's crazy. I wrote this article about you know, using borax in your swimming pool, super boring topic, but it, as it was helping me write it, it was getting things wrong, fundamentally wrong about what borax does in your swimming pool. And so I'm like, okay, it's, it's trying to piece this together, but it's, it's getting me through the like moving points. Anyway, so this is like the first thing that it did. Pool care is a tough job. That's your attention grabbing headline. It's not easy to keep your pool clean and healthy, but it doesn't have to be. With the help of our video course, you'll learn how to take care of your pool like a pro. We've got everything from water balance tips and tricks getting rid of algae in in this comprehensive guide that will make caring for your pool easier than ever before. Amazing. You deserve a beautiful backyard oasis with crystal clear water without all the work. Our video course is an affordable way to get started on the right foot when it comes to taking care of your pool so you can spend more time relaxing by its side instead of scrubbing away at stubborn stains or trying and failing to balance out pH levels. Click here for instant access. Holy fucking shit. How did it just do that? It basically just wrote my sales email. I'm I'm that honestly when I first did that and sat there. I was like, that's unbelievable. Um, I've never written that sentence, like that phrasing before. And I can't write, I don't write, I don't think and write like that. So, okay. You click it, you copy it, you fix it. Okay. This is not, this is hard, rough draft. (laughs) You know what I mean? Rough, rough, rough draft. Uh, this thing, but it's, it's you know, again, for sales copy and when I write sales emails, which I'm not very good at, this sort of just breaks that barrier for me. Um, when it comes to the long form assistant where you're writing blog posts, um, it's not so good. And so, <clears throat> you know, there's a, like, like you could worry like, is this going to, you know, replace freelancers? Absolutely not. Um, this is still... You know, listen, it, would it help freelancers? A hundred thousand percent, I think. Uh, the thing that I love using this for is um, this ADA or a, well, AIDA framework is really great. The PAS framework, the problem um, agitate solution framework, uh, product descriptions, you know, content improver. Yeah, I have not had success with it. So I like try to take a paragraph from something else and then tries to rewrite it and it never gets it right. Um, the... Facebook ad headline and Facebook primary text, like writing Facebook ads. It's great for that. But really, I wouldn't even use these. I would just use this ADA or this AIDA framework. Um, This has been the most impressive piece of it. Uh, And I've I've, we've done things where it hasn't worked very well. I, I had we went on vacation and a friend of mine is a photographer and he's just a photographer and we try to do it for him. And it wasn't getting it right. But then my other friend has like an online community uh, called Holocene and we did it. And it was like it was like one of these my blow. So, yeah, it's and I, I kind of I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to use it as a crutch. We're like, yeah, I think, Graham, you're saying been using it for a few weeks and it's great for writer's block. I'm trying not to rely on it so much. But when I'm writing a lot of sales emails, it's like, yeah, you do it. Robot. Do it and I'll fix it for you. Uh, so if you're interested in this, and again, I've tried like, you know, all these other things, um, it's been pretty good for video topic ideas for YouTube and titles it's been good for. Uh, so I think it needs, it still has time, like it still needs time and I think you need to train it a little bit, but um, it it's pretty much, yeah, it's pretty much, This this is just gold right here. Mark, this is your favorite. Um, so, yeah, if you want the link, I'll, t- I'll tell it to you. I think it's just moneylab.co slash AI. I'm pretty sure that's it. Um, I should have known that, but I wasn't trying to pitch this. It's just this is a tool that I've been using for the past, what, two or three weeks, and I'm just kind of, like, blown away by it personally. And, again, I'm really only using it for – let me show you. Uh, do I have um, a document? Yeah. So this is like the, so you can do long form documents and th- you know, this first couple of sentences, it, it pretty much like helped me get into the blog post, but it's yeah. And then it gets some, it gets like, you know, like it's also known as sodium borate or disodium. I don't know if that's true. Like I have to go look that up, but that's what it gave me. Right. Um, and even this is saying like, we don't know this word, whatever. Um, so anyway, yeah, again, the, the link I'm pretty sure, and I can find out real quick if I jump in the lasso here, is moneylab.co slash conversionai. Oh, sorry, it is not that, I apologize. <clears throat> it is moneylab.co slash Jarvis, uh, and I named it that because I thought conversionai was too silly to say out loud, which I just did, and so there you go. It's Jarvis because that's the name of their internal robot person. They gave it a personality. His name's Jarvis. I mean, could we be any less original, Marvel? Um, so yeah, when you when you can when you have this, like, what I thought was really cool about this is, um, like, I have this sentence. It's like, when should I use borax in my pool, right? And so I'm just sitting there going, like, um, I, I'll say this, like. Is it safe to use Borax in a swimming pool? Now, in my head, I'm like, that's a great headline for a blog post, right? A great, you know, H2 or whatever. And so I'm like, let me see if the robot knows. Compose. Right? So it composes, and it literally starts writing the fucking paragraph. Let's see. Borax is safe to use in pools. It's a natural product that can be found on the shelf at your local grocery store, near other household items like laundry detergent and dishwasher soap. We recommend using Borax when you are trying to adjust your pH levels, and it will also control algae growth, two birds with one stone. That's absolutely amazing and kind of right. I'm not 100% sure about this algae growth part, but it does help with adjusting pH levels. That is true. And then what you can do, which is crazy, is like, when should I use, let's see. Uh, here's 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 one. So you can buy Borax at your, I don't know if you guys can see this. Let me blow this up just a tad bit. Oh, that's much better. I'm sorry about that. Okay, so, and these. this is an article I'm just kind of like, this was just me testing it. So you can buy Borax at your local pool store. However, it may be sold under a different brand name, which is true. You might also be able to find it in the laundry aisle of your grocery or drugstore near you. So now you can highlight this and you have a couple of op- options. You could rephrase it, you can fix the grammar or you can make it more creative. Let's make it more creative. Oh, all right, let's, let's just, let's use the content rephraser. So it's gonna rephrase her. Sure, Borax is an inexpensive and widely available product which can be purchased at your local pool store or found in other areas of, you, of the house. Actually like the old one better. So there you go but this is just again i i am sort of like for blog posts and, and a lot of the technical stuff that i'm writing i don't really find it helpful but i am but i do find it useful for sales stuff so um let's move on that's really fun right you know if you again if you're interested in jarvis or conversion.ai you can go to moneylab.co slash Jarvis. And I don't know, that gets you free credits. So uh, let me just clarify this. I'm not 100% sure right now uh, where we are, but let's let's take a look. Um, if I go to the actual website. So, uh, okay. Oh, okay, cool. So they do have Pro Unlimited. So basically uh, a while back, not a while back, two weeks ago, they were only offering credits. So you would buy like $29 a month and you would get like a certain amount of credits. And basically those credits could be used to generate all these different, you know, things. I guess it was like depending on the word or the character or whatever. And so uh, basically now they've come out with this like $99 a month unlimited version. And it, it comes with the long form assistant, which was not in the original one. And so if you use the promo, if you use not, it's not a promo, but if you use my affiliate link, uh, I think you get some free credits, but uh, I guess now that they're doing the, the unlimited it's, you know, it's there and, you know, a hundred bucks a month, I would usually scoff at that. You know, like the only thing I spend a hundred bucks a month for is well, like nowadays, you know, everything's, everything feels like a hundred bucks a month. Where before, I'm like, you know, when I remember when I was trying to buy HREFS and HRFs over the 100 bucks a month, and I'm like, ooh, too rich for my blood. But now I'm like, I can't live without that thing, man. It's like my whole, (laughs) I run my business on that. And this has been, it's worth its weight in gold for someone like me who has trouble with Writing sales copy, not I'm not a I'm not bad at writing sales copy. I'm bad at getting it out of out of me. Like I'm bad at starting it. And once I get into the flow, I can I can work my way through it and stuff. And I'm good at storytelling, which I know is like a pretty much uh, copywriting. Um, and speaking of which, I recommend this book. So I've read a bunch of different copywriting books. I know uh, Miles Beckler will recommend Breakthrough Advertising by Eugene Schwartzman, I believe, or Eugene Schw- Schwartz. Uh, that's a really hard book to find because it's out of print. And so you can buy it for like a hundred bucks on, uh, what is it? Like Amazon or something. So it's like somebody reprinted it. I think got the rights and reprinted it. Um, but was, what was, so I, I haven't read that. I have a copy of it on a PDF, but I haven't read it. I've read parts of it. And so I read Ogilvy on advertising as another example. And then I read this book, uh, which is the Adweek Copywriting Handbook by Joseph Sugarman. And this book was the most actionable book that I read. I thought everything, everybody else like, you know, had, it's like very old school and it's very like, here's what, you know, we did for the Volkswagen Beetle when that came out in the whatever, 60s, 70s, 60s, probably. Um, And so like, God, no, it's probably way earlier than the 60s. What am I talking about? Um, So. You know, it's like ah, oh, it's not really relatable, and it's sort of like more from a perspective of like ad agencies and like Mad Men sort of era. Um, whereas this book has been updated. I know there's an updated version of it too, but it feels more practical. Like here's how to start any sales letter. Here's like the first sentence, and here's the second sentence, and it's very practical, and and I really liked it. And so I always recommend this book, and I know other people have. And I've, um, on Twitter, I was just talking. Uh, with Brian Clark of Copy Blogger, and he was, and he had mentioned, I didn't even actually know this, but like, you know, I, obviously he's read breakthrough advertising, which again is a book that I see recommended by like everyone in our industry. And it's just like, apparently this book is a much more, it's a much easier version to read of that book. So that was really useful because I feel more validated as a person who's been recommending this for years. Um, Like I read this back in 2008, And so like, uh, you know, being this book that like I've been recommending, I'm like, great. It feels like it it fits me, right? Easy to read. Like the concepts are more actionable. It's like, get to the point. So this is, uh, just a tool that I, I mean, I, I, I don't have a hard copy of it. I just have a digital copy of it. But if you're, if you're looking at getting into copywriting, this is definitely, uh, for that now, um, as far as, like, if we're talking about courses and stuff, like, I have never taken an actual online course for writing. Um, I know Michelle Lowry has a course. Uh, we used to work together, and she has a course on editorial SEO, uh, which you can find on her website, MichelleLowry.com, And that course, I mean, if, if you know, if you basically want to, to copy the way that we write blog posts at Swim University and Brew Cabin, uh, it's in that course, everything uh because she's pretty much responsible for writing all of that stuff and you know she's been in the SEO business for a very long time and just knows her stuff and in, and in fact uh even earlier today uh, I got a, I you know I said I was doing this this show and I said you know here's my background I write professionally uh nowadays I get paid to write and I write SEO I write copywriting ask me anything and somebody wrote if you had to pick uh you know, if you had to pick the piece of content that you've seen on the internet, that's like, yes, that's how you write content. You know, this, that is the way. What would it be? And and I really had a hard time with it because I'm just like, I don't really read a lot on the internet, if I'm being honest, especially in this industry. You know, I do read a lot of homebrewing stuff, but I would not say that that's how you write content. A lot of that can be very prose heavy. And it's like, you know, um, a lot of smart people in that in that industry too so uh and, and again i i mainly watch video so that's like kind of how i like to learn i'm not a good i'm not a good reader if i'm being honest um i'm just very clunky with it and uh, if i'm am also being honest i haven't read a book in it's probably going on two or three years now and i did that on purpose because uh i found that my brain when i was reading like when i was learning to write i was reading like 50 books a year. I was just like constantly reading. Uh, the byproduct of that, unfortunately was that I was constantly, my brain was constantly filled with new ideas to try. And I wasn't very focused on what it is that I actually wanted to do, you know, or what I should be doing in my business because I was like, you know, Oh, somebody recommended this entrepreneur on the internet recommended this book. I got to read that. Oh, now I'm like down that rabbit hole, whatever that book was about. You know, somebody else told me to read this book and I'm like, oh, now I'm down that rabbit hole. And it's like every month was a different hole that I went down. And so I I basically said to myself, well, maybe if I stopped reading about online business, that maybe I would be able to kind of like focus on like, all right, uh, what is actually making me money? What's actually working that thing? Let's just do that for like, I don't know, a year. Uh, So that said, you should read. The Ad Week Copywriting Handbook because Matt recommended it. All right, moving on. Um, where are we at? So we talked about Grammarly. We talked about Hemingway. If you're going to get started, you don't want to pay for Grammarly. That's fine. Also, Grammarly is free, but I pay for it. It's worth it. It's like hundred bucks a year or something, maybe even less. Conversion AI, hundred bucks a month. Pretty good for copywriting. Uh, here is a tool. Here is a tool. Let me move this over here. Why does it do that? That's so weird. Okay, Apple Notes. Uh, again, one of those people that like everyone everyone likes notion. No thanks. It's too much. It's too much to do. I like things simple. to the point. So um, Apple Notes, the reason I use I used to use Evernote, I used Bear. You know, it's fine. They're all they could all do so much. I need to write things down on a piece. This is, I need to jot a note down. These are the best. But I need a pen. And you need these. This is, a, this is with me everywhere I go. It's on my phone because I'm an Apple user. So it's on my phone. It's on my watch, I think. I don't know if it's, I actually don't know if it's on my watch. But it probably is. It's on my phone. It's on my computer when I get there. It's on my iPad. So when I have a thought, I don't carry around note cards and a pen. I carry around my phone. Let me say phone in this house. Carry on my phone uh, because I can just jot down stuff. Now, um, I I read a book a long time ago. Getting things done was the book, and it said you know one of the principles I took away from that book was having a dumping ground that you can trust. Right, having a place where you can just poop ideas into a, into a thing and then organize later, and so for me. Uh, Like I was using Evernote, but like Evernote would like you have to sync it; it would be tough. And that was back in the day. And then I was like, collaborating was kind of a pain. Um, With Apple Notes, yes, its collaborating is not the thing for it, but it is certainly the most the easiest thing for me to use to get things down. Um, This is not the app that I use for organization. This is not the app that I use for you know, actually writing anything, I use this to get the, an idea out and into a trustworthy place. And then I usually like to go through it and clean it up. You can see, I don't really, I mean, I only have 93 notes, which is not that many. If you look at other people's Evernotes, it can be insane. Um, I also don't, you know, take a lot of notes because it's a lot to to deal with. I, if I see something and, you know, if I see something on the internet and I'm like, wow, that's a nugget. That's, that's gold. I need that somewhere. Uh, I'm probably going to take it and put it in Lasana and then take an action on it as opposed to, you know, just throwing it in a note and then it gets lost somewhere. But you have to visit this like every month and clean it up and make sure it's good. Like I could, you know, what I did here when I'm showing you is I decided because it was quick for me to do, um, to, to outline my entire course, um, for my hot tub course was, it was in Apple notes. Um, and there was a, many reasons for that. One of them was, you know, it was quick for me to do. And then I had it on my phone and I had it on my computer and I could actually do it, you know, and read the scripts out loud. Um, but now mostly I don't, I use it for like quick notes. I use it for the show. You know, if I'm, you know, last couple weeks ago when I was on with WP Eagle, uh, baron had sent me an email that i need that i wanted to read on the air because we were talking about his website and i i put that into a note because um i didn't want to like bring up my email and so i had that and i was able to clean that up and and, and work from it from there so that just use i use apple notes because you know it it's it's just easy and again, a jotter, not live and breathe by it, just a jotter of, you know, where to put things. Uh, let's move on real quick and let's get let's get through apps and get into writing tips. Um, Google Drive is what I use. Google Drive. I don't I, I don't know why I'm not everyone's using Google Drive. I know there's Dropbox and OneDrive and all these other iCloud or whatever. Uh, Man, Google Drive is just the best because it comes with notes. It comes with Excel spreadsheets or what are called Google Sheets, Google Docs. So we use Google Docs when we want to collaborate. You know, we use Google Docs for scripts because we're doing a lot of collaboration. So Steph will write the script in in, uh, a Google Doc and I'll share it with me through Asana. And she'll highlight things and, like, leave me little notes and stuff. And, you know, so that's why it's good. That's why we use Google Docs. And I know that Michelle used Google Docs when we worked with writers because you can do all the editing within Google Docs. You know, and you can can share notes and, like, you know, have comments and stuff. I think that's great. It's great for collaboration. Um, You know, I'm not – I don't really use it at all personally because I have Grammarly. I have – Conversion AI, Apple Notes. But I know I don't I don't do that all that much collaboration when it comes to my writing. That's it for tools. That's it for tools. Um so I want to go through and I, I said that I would do this. Um I want to talk about some writing tips. So let me switch back here. So I have some writing tips and I also want to take questions. So um if anybody has any questions right now, we can do a little quick Q and A before I go into like actual writing tips. Cause I think the writing tips, honestly, we can kind of blow through them. Um, because you know, and these are just tips that I use every single day when I write and they're just like, you know, I've read them here and there, different, different parts of like, you know, reading books or reading blog posts about writing. And, um, these are, these are tips that have stuck in my brain you know, and have allowed me to become a better writer. But before we go into that, let's let's take some questions. Let me just scroll up and see if we have anything here. Um, thank you, everybody, for, for joining me t- today. Appreciate it. If you're listening to the podcast later, you should join live. Let me um, also quickly, um, if you if you have any of your favorite writers or favorite pieces of content on the Internet that you like, Please share them in the chat because I'm interested in what everyone's opinion is on good writing. Because I know that there's writing, you know, professional, prosy, Shakespearean, and I see the value in that. It's very fun if you're into that. Um, but I actually am really curious about, like, you know, what who's out there writing writing blog posts? where you're just like, the writing is so entertaining and it flows really nice and it just feels good to read. There's like a, there's this feeling. I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but I kind of think of writing like, you know, music. It's, there's beats, you know, there's a rhythm to it. And, you know, uh, I'll talk a little bit about that in a second. Um, And I know we're on a little bit of a delay here, so I'm gonna start getting a bunch of questions in a little bit. but yeah, so Ogilvy on advertising the book. Um, so Walt says makes arguments for long-form copy, a thousand plus words and up to five thousand words. Uh, whereas some similarities, but in 1966, when Schwartz wrote, the sales funnel was narrow. Now somebody might come up to your site from any source, social media, direct, whatever. Um, what are we What are we saying here? Uh, oh yeah, so uh, the the thing. Most different now from 1966 is that Schwartz assumes a reader will pay close attention to the entire pitch and read the entire ad, not be distracted by other media. Yeah, I, yes. Um, I think that's why the writing that I try to employ works really well because it's, it's, it works for the like distracted generation. And so, uh, you know, for me, there was a, there was an article that I did, uh, in, well, I can pull it up. So if we jump over to the screen here, I'm going to keep this open because I want to talk about it. Uh, My 2020 article. So I did this whole like, you know, I do these year in reviews all the time. Every year, actually, since I started this website, which I didn't think I was going to do. But here we are. And I actually really kind of like them because it does allow me to look at my entire year. Oh, you know what? Speaking of which, another app that I use, I use Day One app and I use that to journal every day. So I don't don't know if that's necessarily a writing app, but I use it. And so I'll go through that journal for the whole year and I'll kind of condense it all into this blog post. And so this blog post, as an example, when I originally wrote it and got all of the content that I needed to get out of me for the entire year, and this was the hell of a year all down, it ended up being like 6,000 words. So it took me a day or two just to like, maybe even more to just get, all the pieces of information I needed to get out. And I'll just like run on sentences, you know, I try to edit as I go, cause I'm kinda anal about it, you know, in a way, like I I, I like to visually see the thing come together. Um, and then I, I was like, all right, well, this is long. And it's a lot, it's a very, it's a lot of information, but it's long. And so I gave a challenge to myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna try to make this blog post 2,020 words. So I had to take every single bit of information that was in the blog post and condense it. So I basically cut it in, you know, by, you know, two-thirds. And it's much shorter, but all the information is there. So, yeah. Let's see what we got any. uh, Okay, so, yeah, so Vicky says uh, Neville's, Copywriting course is one of my favorites. I belong to the community too. Uh, yeah, I've heard his – it's it's spelled wrong, right? It's like copywriting with a K, I think, is, is his course. Um, Cole at Honey Copy is one of my favorites from Garrett. Uh, I'll have to look into these. I have not – again, I've not taken any copywriting courses, but I'd be very interested to kind of look at them. Uh, Sammy K has a question. Is Which writing agency do you recommend? I do not. I don't even know one besides like Jarvis, I guess if you call that an agency, um, I will say this, I, you know, maybe I, I don't know. I, I used ad zombies for a month and the copy that I got from them was pretty good. Uh, well, I guess they're an agency in a way. So not sure if I'm going out. I mean, I only use them once, so it's hard for me to recommend it. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I don't know. I don't recommend agencies. I like working directly with freelancers, um, and so yeah. So Vicky said no. He changed it to copy. Yeah, good copywriting with a K doesn't really, you know, invoke a lot of confidence in in your copywriting. Uh, Walt says Neil Patel just released an analysis of two million posts and said blog posts, uh, and said blog posts that get over. Let me let me let me jump to this. Here we go. Here we go. Put that on screen. Cool. So yeah, he said blog posts that get over 5,000 organic views a month typically have 300 plus embedded keywords and an 1,800 word post. Thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, and I've talked about this many times, but that's, I hate averages. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I think it doesn't really matter. I, I, I think if you're, if you're following that, I'll say this, if you're following that where it's like, okay, I have to have 300 keywords in my post and 1800 words, I'll say that your article is going to suck balls and it's and I and it's it's going to be it's going to be bad because one, it's probably, you know, let's 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 take into consideration that your blog post that you want to write is about something very simple. Well, now you're taking a very simple concept and you're trying to stretch it out to 1800 words like that's going to be a crappy article to read. And then you're stuffing 300 keywords in it like, come on, what are you doing now at the same token? I think there are very, very complex topics that require a lot of words they're just going to, Um, you know, trying to condense that down to 1800 words. I think if you have like, you know, like what I just said is like you could have this really, really complex article. That's like, you know, 10,000 words. I know people love having these big, massive guide articles, and that's fine. Um, But, man, if you can, like, condense that down, like, and that's that's what I'm going to talk about in my writing tips is basically, like, really, like, condensing it, condensing it, condensing it. Like, every single sentence, you know? There's, like, I literally look at every single sentence and think, how can I say the exact same thing but in like half the amount of words, you know, or less. And, or do I even need to say this at all? Is this really gonna benefit the reader? You know, is it, and it's like, in, in nine times out of 10, like you can probably remove it. Cause <laughs> it's like, you know, you just want to fit the words in. Cause that's what we do, unfortunately. It's like, you know, you hear shit like this from Neil Patel where it's like, oh, it's gotta be 1800 words or else, you're not a blogger or you're or you're you know like here's what the the majority of you know and the majority of the people that are doing this they're all in this we're all circle jerking each other come on it's all the same shit you know, like break out go look at other things like you know i'm sorry well by the way i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm i'm getting upset i apologize not at anybody in particular certainly not neil patel god forbid uh but yeah it's I think, personally, I I like to look outside of this industry. I know you're watching Money Lab, and it's, we're all in the same industry. But like, I love looking at how you know musicians sell themselves, or how you know TV shows are you know how you write TV shows, or like movies, and and looking for outside inspiration as opposed to you know we're all trying to like figure this little, you know, Mecca out, you know, I know like, and then, you know, one guy has this like study and it becomes the thing. And this is like a problem, not just in our industry. Obviously this is a problem. In like homebrewing in particular is something I can think of is like, you know, a study comes out, you know, some random study and the person had an agenda. I'm not saying that Neil had an agenda, but he probably did. You can just bend that shit any way you want to to prove your point, um, or you can take pieces of a of a you know a a study out of context again for your point for your for what you teach. Personally, I'm like I, I I like doing things and anecdotally sharing them, which is what Money Lab is. And I'm not saying I'll never say that like oh because all the articles that I write are all six thousand words and everything that you have to write on your sewing blog has to also be 6,000 words. No, my audience is very different from your audience. And even in my own ecosphere, my own, my own business, Biodome, great movie, uh, you know, Swim University articles are vastly different from MoneyLab articles, are vastly different to Brew Cabin articles. So it really just depends. Um. So hold on. Let's, let's bring this up Uh, to follow up on Neil's analysis. Which post made you the most money? Uh, yeah, and that too, you know, it's like, what do you, and that's the other thing too. We can get into that, which is like, what are you actually trying to do with your content? And I'm guilty, super guilty of this, which is like, I, again, and I've talked about this on the show before, which is I've written articles that were long about hot tub sex, how to have sex in a hot tub. Why? For what? Who? Who's, who's my audience? You know what I mean? It's like my, I, in my head, I'm like, well, I can rank for hot tub sex. Watch me rank for hot tub sex. And everyone's like, you're just going to get a bunch of pervs. And it turns out, I don't know if that's true. I I got I ranked number one for hot tub sex above cosmopolitan. I'm just a little dude. Little little, little person, you know, in, in this in this little big internet world. And cosmopolitan's very, very big, and so um I was able to do it. It's a very long article, it was entertaining. At the end of the day, it made jack shit in terms of money. And so I deleted it. And and that's the thing, like I have posts that are 500 words that make more money than posts that are 1,500 words. Get to the point is what I'm is 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 the is the thing here. Um, one more question, and then we'll we'll do more questions at the end if you want, um, if there are any. It can be about anything. Let's be about writing if you don't if you don't want to. We're already at an hour. Um, but let's move on. Walt's got another question. Will Google give you better ranking to a blog post if you embed external links within the writing to high-quality references like science sites, New York Times, Wikipedia, et cetera? Um, we certainly believe this. And when I say we, I say me and Michelle Lowry. Uh, when, we were, when we work on Zoom University we, and Brew Cabin, um, yeah. I mean, you should have external links for sure. And they should be to credible people. Uh, I don't, you know, that's pretty much why I don't do link building. You know, it's another, I guess that's not pretty much why it's one of the reasons I don't do link building. I don't want relationships because I'm kind of feel obligated to like link to something that I know is maybe not that great, but I'm like, but we're friends. So he's got it. You know, it's like, no, if, if my stuff's good and your stuff's good, um, I'm going to link to you, you know, otherwise, like, I'm not just going to link to you because we're friends. I don't know, but maybe that's not the point. Uh, Yeah. So I believe like, um, will, will they give you a better ranking, you know, for that reason alone? No, you know, but certainly there's, there's, I think the, the common, everyone's sort of agreeing that like, you should do that as a practice. Um, I don't necessarily do it too often, but. If I'm if I think as I'm writing uh, a blog post, I'm like this is going to help the reader. As a case in point, um, I wrote an article yesterday about how to heat a pool, just in general, and I wanted to talk about this solar dome concept, this idea that like you know you can pull water out of your pool, run it through some black irrigation hose in that's, that's sitting in the sun and put it back into your pool. And when you do that, that water that comes back is warmer by a lot. And, you know, we as a company don't have a video on how to build that yourself, but there are videos out there on how to DIY that. And so we went out and looked at videos that, that we thought were interesting that taught people how to create their own DIY solar dome for their pool. We found one that we really liked, and we embedded it, and then we, we linked to his channel. Um, you know, that's not credible like as the New York Times or Wikipedia, but it's YouTube.com, which I think would be very credible. Uh, that might even help Google; they might do something there. But yeah, um, we've we've certainly linked to Wikipedia, we've certainly linked to New York Times, we've certainly linked to science stuff like the like CDC. We did a whole article on that COVID thing and for, for for the swimming pool industry. And we linked to like the CDC a bunch and um, other science websites that were credible. So I think it's just better for the, for the reader. I mean, that's what you want. Um, okay. So let's just talk about some writing tips. Let's go over to this screen. Um, if you're interested. So I basically asked, um, well somebody asked me what my favorite content on the internet was and I mentioned an article that we did at Swim university we didn't do it uh Michelle did it and it's uh called the truth about phosphates in your pool and to me that's like a perfect piece of content it's like abs- it's like journalistic it's got it's it's entertaining in a as much as it needs to be for that topic you know it's very dense and and scientific and also like who cares kind of topic, you know, unless you're (laughs) kind of in the industry or you're, you know, you're being sold this like this, this pool chemical that you really don't need. Um, I mean, she just wrote an absolutely brilliant article. And I think uh, like that's perfect. Um, Miles Beckler chimed in and said that this is one of his favorite things he's ever uh, read from me, which is my 404 page. Um, most people don't even know this exists for obvious reasons. I don't promote it. And it's a 404 page. Uh, this took me a long time to make. It's basically just one giant article about the 404 page. And it's silly and it's ridiculous. Um, and it's one of those things that I had to uh, I've not very, you know, I, again, failed every single English class in high school. So, like, I'm not very good at writing research papers. Uh, but this was one of those things where I had to write a research paper. I mean, I guess nowadays it's all I'm really doing is writing research papers on the internet. I mean, it's what are, what are blog posts, right? Um, so it was specifically like a th- an authority site. I want to call it that. Um, so if you want to go read this, go to moneylab.co slash 404. He says it's his favorite. I forget that this exists because it's again a 404 page, but I, I have read it recently and it is, uh, I recommend it. Another one, Um, that I also recommend is my email page. This is called, uh, if you go to moneylab.co slash email, uh, this is a blog post that's about 500 words that has gotten more traffic and continues to get more traffic than any post on my website. And it's about me wanting your email address and that's it. There's there's a little tiny bit of like research that was done and you're going to see all these things pop up. That's the whole point of the article. Uh, This... Took me a month to write like these amount of words. It was a constant, and I kind of want to go over like all of the little tricks that I do to make stuff like this. And I, and this, this goes for anything that I write anywhere. There's, there's the exit intent. Uh, you know, this post follows a lot of these rules that I've set for myself. Um, I have another really weird rule that you really can't follow, <laughs> but uh, for example, and I don't know if this is gonna if this is gonna show correctly because I may have changed some things. Um, but oh, if you want, what I just did there was I just typed in "edit" at the end of my blog post. That's called slash edit. It's a WordPress plugin, and it's great. Um, so I have this weird rule in in WordPress when I'm writing in WordPress that I can't have more than two lines. Um. That's my way of this tip where I try to keep two to three sentences per paragraph. That is a little, that's a little number that I keep in my head when I'm writing and the way that I do that on money lab, because of the way that this is formatted, it's not gonna be formatted on every screen like this, but on my specific screen, you know, I could fit really two sentences per in two lines and it's kind of a fun exercise as you're going through and editing yourself. Um, you know, can I turn this into, you know, does it need to be, does the paragraph need to be separated? Does the, you know, can I say this sentence much shorter? You know, the goal for early 2020 is to create my first homebrewing video course to sell. Okay. So I can go, the goal for early 2021, sure, is to sell, is to create, I maybe mean, create and sell, nah, it's the same thing, We don't need to say create because this is the end. Sell my first homebrewing, do we need the word video? No, not for the context of this. So it's just like looking at this and kind of thinking, and this is it, you know, or you could say, you know, my early 2021 goal, even a little bit shorter, just like even if it's like one or two characters, um, this site makes money with affiliate. This site only makes money with affiliate marketing. Now think you get something shorter than that, you know? So it's like, yeah, you could just keep, uh, trying harder and harder and harder to get it down to as many, like the less, you know, you're, you, my whole thing is like, you want to keep the same context, right? You want the sentence to be the same, the same information is getting out there. It's just getting out there and, far, far less words or even characters. So even like, you know, maybe coming up with a, you know, maybe I'll use some stupid word like pontificate or some like long, you know, $10 or $5 word or whatever. It's like, um, just say the, you know, just say thinking or whatever the word, but I don't even know what pontificate means. So that, that's, that's one thing. Here's the biggest tip. I'll, here's the biggest tip I'll say on the show. Remove the word that. The amount of times that people use the word that in, a, in, in their writing and you actually don't need it, it's remarkable. Uh, just go through the last thing that you wrote and, and just remove the word that. It, it's really like when I, somebody taught, I forget where I heard that from. Somebody told me that a long time ago and I was like, whoa. Mind blow! And so now every time I do anything on the internet and write anything tweets, especially tweets is like tweets, are. if you're on Twitter that's the best way to practice writing in brevity is, is, is like, it's almost, it's so fun to like, you know, I even take the, like, you know, I know you can use like shorthand, like I'll sometimes instead of the word with, I'll do W slash or like instead of, and I'll use ampersand or whatever. Um, So, oh, uh, one similar to that rule, that to that is no it. I never heard that one. So not using the word it. How would that, can you give me, can you write me an example? So like, anyway, um, yeah. So short sentences is like huge for me. Removing the word that is going to cut you down a lot. Oxford comma, we mentioned the Oxford comma. Yeah, omit needless words. Uh, strunk and white, Walt says. So the other thing too, um, I, I am like, there's, there's one thing I have written down here, which is get to the point. This is a new thing for me. Um, I, in this, and I'm going to kind of give you this in terms of affiliate marketing, uh, when we and we, you know, in Money Lab Pro, which is my, you know, paid community and courses all my courses and stuff. We have this. Uh, I did this video where I talked about the new uh, Google product update. Could have done a video about that, you know. But they did this whole like product review update recently, and uh, I've been hearing that like a lot of people have like started to gain traffic from that, which is great. Um, what I started to do on Sum University is. Basically, give you the answer immediately, (laughs) you know, uh, or that or a video immediately and sort of just like get give me the answer is sort of like the the way that I think about writing now. Now, obviously, there's different things like, um, you know, I have this post on Money Lab. uh, And again, Miles mentioned this one as a good one for me. Um, This is called the Lifestyle Business Manifesto. And so, like, this is a story, essentially. Or this is like, you know, this is not going to be, there's no answer to this, right? Um, this article, which I highly recommend, I mean, this is one that I really didn't really get a lot of feedback on. Um, spent almost a week writing it and doing pictures and stuff for it. Uh, this is a story. This is a story, uh, an allegory, if that's the word, right? So, uh, of, of if I were going to start an online business over again, this is exactly how I would do it. These are the things I would focus on. So, yeah, I think um, for me, it, it's getting to the point is really, is really unique because people don't really do that. They like to like that blog post intro has got to be so like salesy and here's what you want. And, and it's like, it's like, no, hook me, give it to me and then, and then explain it away. You know, you can spend the rest of the article with, like it going into more detail, but like, give me the basics, you know, right up front. Get to the point. And especially that comes with, with sentences too. Like you're, you're, you know, there's all this like fluff and lead-in and all these things. It's like, get just what what are you trying to say, man? Just say it. Keep it interesting with formatting, is my other one. Um I am a formatting. Like, there's two things I'm gonna talk about. Um, my last two tips that I have, which I'll remember. La- the last two tips I have are. I, I spend most of the time writing, like if I'm like, you know, or I'll, I'll say if I'll spend most of my time crafting a blog post, uh, editing, I'm not actually writing. Like I, I'll just poop this out, whatever, um, or get out, you know, whatever I got to get out. Right. Uh, and then I spend way, 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 way more time, uh, bolding, you know, shrinking sentences, Uh, linking to things, uh, putting things into bullets or ordered lists, uh, breaking things up with headlines, making sure paragraphs are properly spaced, um, both, you know, again, like italicizing words. Those are like, and I just keep, you know, adding images, adding video embeds, like all of the, like I want to create this like multimedia experience. And I do that for everything. If like if we go to swim university and i'll t- i'll just show you the one that i worked on yesterday um so we go to pool care what was it yeah this one uh you know what and there's another tool i didn't mention too i use headway uh, headway headline analyzer from co-schedule uh to craft headlines i, I used it for this one because i wanted to see what it would if it would, you know what it would come up with got an 80 on this or a 79 or 80 on this that's a score out of a hundred Um, And so, yeah, it's like, you know, here's the three options. Get to the answer. Here's your, here's your video, a little breakup of an ad, you know, bullets, headlines, I'm bolding things that are important. You know, an average pool will heat up about 0.7 degrees per hour under the noontime sun. Evaporation can cause pool to lose five degrees Fahrenheit for every quarter inch of water evaporated, you know, just like little things. I have these little breakup snippets. You know, here's a link to an article within my uh within my website. Here's my solar cut. Co- you know, it's just like there's just it's interesting. There's like there's the paragraphs are broken up, it feels good. That's that video I was talking about. Uh you know, it's just like it just keeps the reader interested, especially online. And, you know, I, I think for me, like formatting is formatting is huge. The other thing and uh you know this is certainly uh this this post and this post let me just (laughs) close out all the bits yeah uh the last thing that i do and i'm trying to put this into like some kind of course not that i'm making a writing course or anything but i'd certainly you know would would could uh i think i go through a round of I, i call it punch up And I know this is like a, you know, comedy writers. This is kind of what uh, I think belongs in their world. It's their term where, you know, um, they'll have a script for a movie or a script for a television show and they'll bring in comedians to punch up the script, meaning uh, that improving the jokes, you know, cleaning up, I guess, the dialogue so that it hits a little bit better or or the jokes a little bit punchier or, or again, like just making it a bit more entertaining. And this is not the same as formatting or even shortening sentences. in, in fact, um, this whole idea, this whole pass that I do, and I do multiple punch-up passes on my content, uh, and, and and more so in Money Lab as opposed to like Swim University. Swim University doesn't need to read entertaining or funny. You need I need to like get the information out for these for these people. Um, but what I'll do is I'll go through it from an entertainment perspective, like I've gotten out the bits or I've gotten out like the bits of information that I want to get out. I've, you know, I've made them short. I've included, uh, you know, formatting. And literally the last thing I'm going to do now is I'm going to go through and add that little like twist of entertainment on the, on the end that, you know, it's like that. I'm just going to buff it, polish it. Uh, and the way that I do that is sometimes I'll choose a different word. That's a funnier word. You know, maybe, and I, you know, I'm trying to see if I can kind of roll through this real quick and see, uh, yeah, like what's there was one. Let me let me just, yeah, and there there's so so a few things. One is you can make a sentence funnier by removing words, right? So you can say you get to the joke faster, or you use. Periods, hard stops can be funny. Um, you know, you could use semicolons to be funny if you really wanted to. Uh, you know, like, like, this word, like this sentence, it's like, okay, maybe you like this content. Respect. Not funny, but interesting. Um, you know, I could have just said this, but I maybe went back and added this. You know, uh, grammar can be funny. You know, adding uh, a question mark and an explanation point. I usually like to do that. Like, are you kidding me? So anyway, um, basically, like, this whole idea of going through. And even, like, I'll just, like, sometimes I'll just, like, add a curse word in. You know, at, there was an email that I did recently. I'll, I'll kind of go, that, that's a great idea. So let me uh, go to Grammarly my Grammarly real quick. And there was an article that I did. Ah, so it was about this show. So I I wrote an article, not an article. I wrote an email to the list and I kind of just wrote my email plain. I wrote it like just trying to get you the information and trying to tell the story that I was trying to tell. And then I went back and punched it up for comedy which is what I do in my uh, Money lab emails. I don't just write like that. I, I actually have to go through and I have to, you know, I have to <laughs> go through and, and put on my comedy hat and then go like, all right, I'm going to try, or not even just comedy, but like entertainment hat, right? Where I'm thinking about things. This is where I'm doing my beats. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a rhythm down. I'm trying to, uh, you know, think about, it. it's snowing. Sorry. I'm trying to think about, you know, how it reads. And then I'm trying to go like, how can I make this sentence or this paragraph or this passage like funnier? Maybe it's not even funny at all. So here's what I had. So it was like, um, I wrote, I'm a good writer. That sentence was challenging for me to write or to write. For years, I've been telling myself I'm a bad writer is what I originally had. And I changed I'm a bad writer to I'm garbage because I thought that was funnier. Okay, And it's also shorter. And I'm not my only critic. Every English teacher I ever had told me the same thing. I had that sentence originally. But then I wrote everything else. And and then I wanted to do kind of a callback to that original sentence. And a little bit later, and this is a short email, so it's not like this crazy thing. This email I wrote, there are a couple of crucial tips that helped, a few tools that made me a better writer. Look who's making a living at writing, Mister Fucking Zane, which was a real English teacher. No, he was a Spanish teacher. He wasn't even my actual English teacher. Um, but I, most of my English teachers, unfortunately, uh, for this joke, were women, and I did not want to write. You know, Mrs. Fucking whatever. I wanted it to be a. I needed to yell at a man, and I never. I, I did have one male English teacher. I don't remember his name. And so I chose Mr. Zane. He was my um, I just needed a name. He was my I didn't take him for Spanish either, but he was an assistant director when I was in um, musicals and plays. So I just picked his name. Uh, But like that was my callback to, you know, every teacher, every English teacher I had told me the same thing. And that was sort of a callback to that. And that wasn't originally in there, you know. And you know, just like little things like that, just little things to make it sort of entertaining. Obviously, the F word for me is my kind of like comedy crutch. You know, it's like, oh, I can make something funnier, if I just add the F word to it. Um, sparingly, in fact, going back to this pop up mess, which is on purpose, um, this original article about I want your email address, the whole original bit was the F word was in every sentence. And so I had originally written it where, because I was, when I wrote this, I was actually angry at the industry for all this like pop up and slide in mess, uh, the sumo like plugins and opt in monster and shit. And so, like, for me, I, I thought it would be funny. Just to, I was really angry. And so I'm like, every fucking line and every fucking this and fucking that. And it was like, okay, I'm all my anger's out. I got the, the bit out. And I go back and I'm like, yeah. And I was, I actually sent it to Jason Zook. And I was like, what do you think? I'm a genius, right? He's like, it's not funny. There's a lot of cursing. And so you look at it, and you're like, yeah, who's going to read this? It reads like a friggin' Limp biscuit lyric. No thank you. So that's all. That's all I have. Uh, if you have any p- questions, I know Diego has a question here. Uh, let me just pull them up real quick. Do you think you can create funny content for every niche? Um, yeah. It's it's not – you don't have – I'm not writing uh, – I'm not like – it's not like an industry thing. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm writing a joke that like only people who own swimming pools will get. You know, it might be uh, a reference to – I know we did in, um, in Brew Cabin. Like we have a lot of references to pop culture. Uh, You know, specifically like nerdy pop culture, Star Trek references and and Star Wars references and and like old novel, like just like things because a lot of the people that read brew cabin are engineer types. And so they, you know, end up. Yeah, I think it's it's about relatability as opposed to like I'm not making a joke about, you know, water chemistry and, you know, this chlorine molecule walked into a bar. Why is that even, anyway. I'm getting a phone call from Spam Risk right now. All right, so that's it. Um, thank you everybody for joining me today. We're gonna wrap things up. Uh, real quick, I just have some sort of housekeeping, some show notes I need to do. Um, if you have your favorite tips for writing, please include them in the comments below or your favorite writers, or your favorite links to blog posts, we'll include those as well. Because uh, I'd be interested in reading what you guys think out there is really, really good writing. Might be able to steal some, borrow some nice tips. Go to moneylab.co/slash pro if you want to join the online community where uh, you could do this with me live. So we're, we every single week, we do a happy hour. Not every week, but like every other week, we do a happy hour and. We get on a zoom call and we talk about what's going on in the online business space answer questions uh you know put somebody in the hot seat whatever so uh we will and help you with your business we also have all of my online courses i have youtube for bloggers seo for bloggers these are full-on full-on video courses that you can take totally as part of the monthly subscription Uh, so you can go to moneylab.co pro to sign up for that uh in a few we're going to have Uh, If anybody's familiar with Webinar Ninja, we have Omar Zenholm coming on the show at some point. Uh, He reached out. We are old buddies, and we're going to talk about running a SaaS company and the difficulties of doing that. And he's got a pretty large one. So it'll be very interesting to hear uh, what he has to say about that. Um, If you have any questions or if you have any show ideas, show topic ideas, uh, please send me an email, matt at moneylab.co. I am the one who answers them at the moment and have been for the last five years. So uh, I like answering emails. I think it's fun. I get to practice my writing. And, of course, subscribe to Money Lab Live. Subscribe to the Money Lab channel, which is pretty much all Money Lab Live at this point. We, we go live every week Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I think I believe that's 11 a.m. Pacific. It's 12 Noon Mountain Time, which is where I am. Uh, So please hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss this. Uh, I do send emails out to the list. If you haven't subscribed, you can go to moneylab.co slash email and subscribe right there uh, where you'll get my emails. Uh, I send uh, emails where I talk about online business. And if you subscribe on YouTube, you'll get these when they come out. And if you are somebody who likes to be on the go, you like to be a podcast listener, you're more of an audio file. You can actually download the audio version of this wherever podcasts are served up uh, in that. I use Apple Podcasts, but you can use Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining me. I really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.